We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Aikman is intercepted by Sam Mills. Steve Smith is going to go all the way. Panthers win in overtime. Newton steps up, close to the end zone. Olsen, touchdown! Brian Burns to the house. This one is picked again. Intercepted by Boston. Bridgewater, throw into the end zone, touchdown. Samuel still on his feet, inside the five, to the end zone, touchdown. What a play. And it is caught for the touchdown by Moore. And in the foot race, McCaffrey to the end zone. He pounded on three. One, two, three. He We are back again with another edition of the Roar Podcast brought to you by Blue Wire. John Ellis is my name. My co-host, Billy Marshall, will be here momentarily. Hope everybody's doing well. We got a good one today. Carolina has a general manager in the house. One hopefully we can get excited about, and we're going to be joined right now by, I would say, my favorite guy out there on the Carolina Panthers beat, one Joe Person from The Athletic, who uh, I'm thinking, Joe, maybe you caught two hours of sleep last night after everything went down. How you doing, Joe? Welcome. What's going on, guys? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go. We, it's, it's kind of a crazy but a fun time of the year. Yeah, and let's just dive right into it. You know, Scott Fitterer is the brand new general manager of the Carolina Panthers. Accomplished, long-tenured executive of the Seahawks. He's been there since the Mike Holmgren days. And now he finds himself in Carolina, one of the last that are interviewed there. Just walk us behind the scenes here as much as you can. How surprising was it that not only he got an opportunity to interview, but he ended up, I guess, blowing the doors off on the interview and gets the job? So, yeah, a couple things. I was... Frankly, I was a little surprised, guys, that he was not included kind of in the initial list 
uh, and, and Trent Kirshner too. I mean, you guys know Trent has a background here. He was a, a scout for the Panthers before going out to Seattle. Right. And, uh, you know, with all the success that the Seahawks have had, I kind of thought one of those guys or both of those guys would, would be on the list initially. But what we saw was uh, Dave Tepper and Matt Rule went through that that initial group of 13, which it, it, you know, was a very diverse group, guys with analytics backgrounds, a couple guys who had been uh, it, in business before going to the NFL, and then you know, Jerry Reese, who won a couple Super Bowls as a GM, uh, Jeff Ireland, an accomplished GM, and then uh, and then some up-and-comers. So I think what happened is at the end of the week, Dave Tepper and Matt Rule were – you know, I'm not going to say it was like they were necessarily at odds, but I think they were having trouble coming to a consensus. And so I don't know. I, I can imagine that the conversation went something like, well, is there anyone else we should consider before we, you know, kind of do this again? And Matt Rule had the advantage of, uh, you know, his, his agent, Trace Armstrong. He represented a lot of guys, at least two or three guys who, who were, were in this group, in, including uh, Scott Fitter. And so they, they made the decision to, to get on a Zoom, uh, I think Monday, with Scott Fitter and Omar Khan. And then, as you said, John, from there, uh, clearly Fitter took it and ran with it because you know, three days later, here he is, the, the GM of the Carolina Panthers. You know, it's interesting because I think John Schneider actually got a contract extension in, like, I think on that Monday, um, which kind of maybe allowed Fitter to take these opportunities too, because you've, I've seen his name pop up in different GM openings across the league. So maybe he felt that this was his one and only um, opportunity because with Schneider there, there probably isn't going to be some sort of succession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, Schneider resigns through 2026. And, um, you, you know, listen, Fitter, you know, when you kind of step back and look at it and talking to people around the league too, you know, he, there, there aren't a ton of programs right now that are like really heavy head coach centric. Right. Belichick, of course. And let me say this, that are head coach centric and successful in doing so. We right. see a guy like Bill O'Brien get blown out in, in Houston when he tried to, to take on the GM stuff. But, you know, Pete Carroll's one of those guys. Like, yes, as a general manager and a good one in John Schneider. But Pete Carroll, like Matt Rule, coming from the college side of things, is used to running like the whole operation. Doesn't mean he's like making every personnel move, but he wants his hands, you know, in salary cap stuff, in training room stuff, uh, you know, in draft stuff. I mean, it's just the, the way these guys are wired. That's what Matt Rule's used to. It, right. you know, save, save for that one year for the Giants, with the Giants, he's been a college guy. And mm-hmm. so I think – in Scott Fitter, and I, this was my column uh, this morning at the with the Athletic, they found a guy that's used to that approach, used to that operation. And I think in talking to people, he also has the temperament that Scott 
Fitter is kind of a consensus builder type dude. Smart guy, great scout, good evaluator, but he's not so full of himself that that he can't, you know, kind of take a, a step back every once in a while and let Matt Rule, you know, kind of uh, do his thing too. Right. Joe Persons with us from The Athletic. He's been all over the uh, Panthers and their new general manager and the whole just series of stories, Joe, that, that have transpired with this franchise dating back to last spring, obviously. And, you know, I think it's a good point you raised there. You know, I, I thought back to the story you wrote, the, the compelling story, sort of a play-by-play, meatball night meatball, maybe, of a, a Marty Herney road trip with, with, with Steve Drummond and, of course, Dave Tepper. And, and when they got him that contract, I, I just told myself, common sense wise you know maybe he won't run the whole show like a Belichick but you know that's a lot of a lot of dough to pay a guy just to coach with that said they had Dwayne Haskins in for a visit Teddy Bridgewater obviously is still very much in their plans Uh, when you look at this particular candidate that's now the GM do you think he gives them any sort of lean one way or the other in terms of quarterback or different position? Do you think that's just something they're all going to have to sit down and evaluate as a group? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, obviously I've written a little bit the last couple, the last 24 hours about, you know, Russell Wilson and how they very much uncovered a gem in the, in the third round in 2012. Um I don't think that they're going to be looking in the third round for a quarterback. I mean, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it early in this draft. And I, right. I, I, I don't know that fitters background. I'm sure there is something. I just don't have to know it's, you know, what it would be that might kind of have him leaning one way or another. But I can tell you that the feeling inside the building is that they are, looking very heavily at quarterbacks with the number eight pick. And a lot can happen. Like you said, they're not, they're not going to have the benefit of a true combine. Uh, they're going to have a great week at, at the Senior Bowl. But as you guys know, that's not the top quarterbacks. They will have Kyle Trask on their team and Jamie Newman. So, you know, who knows? But, but – I, I just think that they're going to do all of their due diligence. They're going to spend a ton of time on on all of them. You know, I, I, maybe not Trevor Lawrence, but but <laughs> Field, Zach Wilson, uh, Trey Lance, uh, Mac Jones, and I'll be I'll be surprised if we sit here in the middle of January. I'll be surprised if if three not three months from now they aren't taking quarterback in the first round. Hmm. You know, Joe, one thing that really kind of um, appeals to me about uh, Scott Fitter and the way he's coming from the Seattle front office. And I mean, we can sit here and nitpick some of the picks itself, but drafting is particularly hard, especially in Seattle where they have a very unique scouting system based on um, a lot of different measurables and athletic uh, testing performances. But you know, one thing that's appealed to me about them is that they are a team that likes to trade back and accumulate um, draft picks. And, and that's one thing that this team, uh, particularly in the past, not even just Marty Herney, but Dave Gettleman in particular, they um, they were more of a team that kind of identified talent, either traded up or just stuck where they were. Um, do you feel like, you know, that approach is something that uh, not only Matt Rule wanted, but maybe even David Tepper when he was discussing, you know, having a process-oriented uh, general manager? You know, it does make sense. I mean, kind of more value, more bang for your buck, if you will. 
Uh, Matt Rule, as you know, as you as, as you were talking there, Billy, I'm thinking about how he's you know, and as a college guy, used to having 85 on scholarship and about 105 on the roster, and so like the more the merrier, right? Like if, if you get bring enough guys in, uh, it, it, you would think that uh, you're going to hit on on more, and and, and that and so that's sort of what Seattle did in, in the second and third rounds, and in some of the later, you know, the, the later rounds, maybe not as much in the first round. And, and as you said, some of that was that they didn't have first round picks some of those years. But, uh, and, and that We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That would make sense from an analytical standpoint, too, where, where Tepper's concerned. I don't know the level of those conversations, but it it seems to make sense to me as we're talking about it. I, that, that, that'd be something fun to, and, and interesting to ask Scott Fitter next week. I, I, unfortunately, we're, we're, they're not going to do the Zoom with him, I think, until late next week. And I think some of that had to do with MLK holiday the inauguration on Wednesday and, and the possibility of civil unrest with that sadly and uh, so anyway a lot of these questions we kind of just let's write them down so we don't forget them for next uh, late next week the economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, John Ellis here. Just wanted to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take that podcast you have to the next level. Or, hey, if you just want to host a podcast for fun, no sweat. It's the perfect place to get your start. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWire's top podcasters, and access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the listening platforms around the world. The best part is, you get all this for $15 a month, folks, the same rate as any other hosting site is going to charge. So whether you're starting from scratch, we've all been there. Or you have an existing show that you want to grow, been there too. Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. 
Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application today. Go apply right now. BWHustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. That's BWHustle.com slash join. Joe, I got a question about uh, a quarterback named Teddy Bridgewater. You ever heard of this guy? <laughs> yeah, I've written a couple stories about him, especially uh, as of late, my friend. Oh, my goodness. What, what a ride it's been for Teddy on his uh, his journey back. Joe Brady is still, I guess, in the mix on a couple of fronts. It looks maybe less likely that it's going to happen the, the more these jobs fill up. D- do you think Joe is going to get a job? And if you do, do you have anybody in mind that might take his place? I'm with you. I think I think once Atlanta seemingly has uh, you know has been filled with with Arthur Smith, I think that I, I think Brady's going to be back. I mean, I, I of the remaining spots, maybe the Eagles, but it it felt to me. And listen, we 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 may end this this podcast and he gets announced tomorrow with the tech <laughs> you gotta get these I, things out you gotta get these things out lightning fast these days man <laughs> you, you ain't kidding <laughs> quick turnaround honestly though when when this started and and you know it wasn't just me coming up with this off the top of my head like in talking with various agents and talking with executives for other teams the sense was that you know, you kind of get in the pipeline. Some guys bypass that step. But like Sean McDermott had a couple years where he had to go interview. And, right. and, and it, that was a two-year process. It wasn't until his third year uh, that, you know, he, he'd been in front of enough people and had made enough contacts that he got the job. And I thought all along that that would be sort of the process this year for Brady as a 31-year-old first-time full-time coordinator. And we'll see. The Falcons thing did kind of have me, you know, a little bit intrigued that the the Terry Fontenot pairing. But it looks like that's not going to happen. Looks like it. that so, so the first part of your that's a long answer to your short <laughs> Brady's going to be back right well I guess we can bypass the second part of who might replace him we'll cross that bridge and we get to I guess the second question would be Teddy Bridgewater the salary cap number obviously is somewhat prohibitive I and I say that in in not a negative way I just think we all understand that you know Teddy there were some expectations last year even with McCaffrey hurt that this offense would be more prolific particularly in the red zone with a veteran it's you know, it was one thing for fans to get upset. I get that. But you know, Matt Rule was, was was getting impatient at times. I'd never really seen that here in Carolina in terms of, you know, talking to a reporter mid-game about, oh, we can't do that. You can't do that. Where, where do you think they are with Teddy? Is it uh, is it Matt? Is it he's still our guy or somewhere in between? And where does Haskins fit into that equation? Is that something we should take seriously? I mean, I really do think when we heard both David Tepper and Matt Rule at their kind of end of season press conferences, right. uh, Tepper's was after firing Herndon. But, uh, <laughs> there was not even anything resembling a vote of confidence. No, there wasn't. That that I think tells you all you need to know. That I, I mean, you're right. I mean. Teddy's, you know, unless they were some, somehow to work out some kind of trade, I mean, he's going to be around. And, right. and that's not a bad thing. I mean, no, no. Like, 
if it's if it's Haskins, if it's um, uh, Trey Lance, if there's some other younger quarterback, I think Teddy be a terrific mentor. I really do. I think he has the kind of like the demeanor we were talking about on a much different level with Scott Fitter and not being you know so full of himself. Teddy's the same way. Like I do appreciate that about Bridgewater. Like he, you know, he's a, a, a laid back, pretty humble guy for, for, you know, having the success he did in college and being a first round pick and so on. And so I think he would be a great influence on a young quarterback. And, and maybe he's the, the starter, much like kind of the Dolphins model this year with, with yeah. Magic and Tua, but um, the starter early on. But uh, so, yeah, I, I don't, I, I think they have seen enough of him to know that he's a capable quarterback, but he's not the guy that, that's going to take them to Super Bowls or multiple playoff appearances. Right. I think they, they probably had that third year out with that in mind, too. And I think everybody understands that's how it works. And so does Teddy. Uh, Taylor Moten, obviously, you, you've spent some time chronicling his story. And he's just been, you know, remarkable on the right side. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to know you need one of those two short up, at least the right tackle. But then you're sitting there with uh, Curtis Samuel, you know, also uh, with, a, with a great year and showing his value. I've, I've sort of gone in the direction, if I had to pick one, I'd say Moten because McCaffrey sort of gives you the same value coming back. But do you have a sense of where they might lean on this in terms of Moten and Samuel? I think they're leaning the same way you guys are. I really do. Um, and it's not a knock on Samuel. I mean, they, they listen, Matt Rule, you know, he raves about him, and it's it's not just kind of empty praise. I mean, I, I think he really appreciates and respects kind of what Samuel has brought to this offense. But when you look at it, and, I, you know, not to oversimplify it, but, but really – you know, Samuel is still kind of the number three receiver here. Granted, Anderson's, you know, going to be heading into a contract year. But you've got two 1,000-yard receivers uh, already. If you don't bring Samuel back, you've got nothing at offensive tackle. You let Taylor Moten walk. Uh, you know, other than Trent Scott and Greg Little and, Den- you know, that whole crowd. So – I mean, so so I think that's how how they start this off season with that in mind. Moten is the priority. Uh, doesn't mean you can get him signed. I mean, listen, you, the the inability to kind of get a deal done with him early. You know, these agents, especially one as accomplished as, as Joel Siegel, who represents Moten, right. it, they're this close to free agency. They're going to use that ship now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that works to their advantage. Cha-ching. Yeah. They're seeing dollar signs. It's absolutely. It's, it's prime, prime. Yeah, right. So, I mean, like, guys. <laughs> it, it, doesn't mean they, it doesn't mean they wouldn't that they'd be adverse to, to talking to the Panthers, but yeah, sure. you've, waited, you, you've gotten this close to free agency. I think they want to see what the market will bear. And then of course the chip that, that Scott Fitterer now can use is the, is the franchise tag. You know, it, you guys know it won't come cheap. No. Last year was 14 and change for an offensive lineman that may go down a little bit with the, with the, with the cap, but it's going to be a, a big one year hit. And that gets you kind of into the next, topic, which is a short and, and uh, Stephen Weatherly and other guys who are very likely salary cap casualties to create a little more money. 
Yeah, they're relatively thin everywhere, Joe. That's what concerns me about this team. I don't want to say some of their close performances were a mirage. I mean, you you got to play well to come close to beating Kansas City and others that that they should have beaten, honestly, in a lot of cases. But I think they had to pull out all the stops in those games, Joe. And that's a, a signal to me when I watch tape of a team that relies on their front line. And behind that front line, in terms of their first string guys, they have a lack of depth. And they've got to fill that out. And it takes time. I think that's why they preached it. As, as we send you on your way here, Joe, let's, let's just talk about something real quick that you've written about and you've been very candid about. This is the first year for Matt Rule, of course. This is, I guess, a third season under his belt for for the owner, David Tepper. I know you've gotten to know him pretty well. I met him one time beside you on the field. He said, hey, you want a roof now because it's raining. That's all I can remember <laughs> from my one interaction. But I know Dave wants to win, Joe. I know he wants to win. He's just he's, – he's built like that. But this three-year plan that they've talked about, it definitely is in motion. Are they heading in the right direction, or, or do they need to clean some things up that we're not seeing? I do think that 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 they are heading in the right direction. I mean, I, I it was it was a, you know, it was about the, the record-wise, it was about where I thought they'd be at first year under rule. I picked them to go five and eleven. This team was in a lot of games, and like, no, you don't you don't get credit for that, but but. They, you know they were offensively early in the season they they were about what we thought that we thought they'd be pretty fun to watch offensively and defense was kind of going to be a headache yeah. and saw that defense you know make some strides you know that it, it, it wasn't always for a complete game other than you know maybe an undermanned Detroit team but you know, it was a, a second half at Green Bay and maybe a, a first half, uh, you know, somewhere else at Washington. Uh, and, and it, you saw progress. And yeah. so I, I do I do think we're in such a win now mentality. So it, it's hard sometimes for fans to swallow this. But, you know, you, you got to you got to trust Tepper until you can. Right? Do you think do you think Dave gets to year two and a half or year three point one? And it's it's still a five and eleven, you know, quagmire. Is he going to give him three full years to get it right? And then into year four? How do you how do you feel that three year window? I, mean, yeah, I can't I mean, read that. You know, Tepper better than me. I don't. He, he seems a little bit unpredictable at times, but maybe I'm wrong on that. No, I mean, listen, you, you, remember, too, that, like, so he bought the team when? Summer of 2018. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, they haven't had a winning season. I mean, you know, like, at some point, he is going to absolutely yeah, lose exactly. patience. And yeah. and so, you know, the, the, I could absolutely see that scenario you're you're talking about. If it, if it got to 2022 – and it was just kind of more of the same where there's one step forward, steps back, then, then I wouldn't want to be sitting, you know. And no, and, and, you know, he's paid well to, to handle that pressure, and I'm sure he welcomes it. That's part of the gig of what Billy Hitt and I talked about last night was, I think we shared the opinion that Dave, I think, is giving Matt a lot here. He's giving him a lot in terms of cash. He's giving him a lot in terms of freedom to choose what he wants in terms of personnel and staff. The thing the Jets wouldn't do for Matt, where he called it a, an arranged marriage, I think, was uh, you're not going to pick my staff for me. So, I mean, good for 
for Matt for getting paid, but yeah, I think uh, an astute money man like Dave Tepper is going to say, all right, I got to get this investment to pay off. Joe Person, you are the man. Go get you a craft beer, relax a little bit. You can follow (laughs) this man if you don't already at Joseph Person on Twitter. Of course, you're following by now, but go to theathletic.com slash Carolina. Get the subscription. Quit copying and pasting the articles. Just go. It's like, it's worth it, folks. Seriously. (laughs) And Joe's got mouths to feed, so let's Let's take care of Joe here, okay? Joe, thanks, man. Always a pleasure, and uh, let's, let's do it again. Stay safe out there. I appreciate you, man. Happy New Year. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.